Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. No, Alex. no Alex. Yeah. No. Did a little more research on, uh, she, on the rap game. She's so disgusted after the rap views from last uh, show, she's never going to come here. She tweeted That's out a, a list after the show yesterday of her favorite rappers. It was like she 15. Did. This is like my favorite draft crushes. It's like I could be here all day, right? You know, let's, let's narrow it down. <laughs> it's funny coming from me. I didn't like the way he snarkily uh, sort of chastised us all. I, I would definitely give Bill some credit for developing Tom Brady. Well, that has turned into on Twitter <laughs> someone saying, that I said that Brady Belichick made Brady, <laughs> which is he not did. what I said and oh, not what I meant. No. If, if that's Bill, exactly like, what you said, there's one board that well, they of have course there's no, one board. There's one board, and Bill ultimately sets. It. Bill ultimately decides, and he might have guys that are way differently ranked than than Macro would. I have more faith in Bill than <laughs> yeah. obviously Evan. And, and the great indisputable. I don't. I don't care what Dogs anyone says. Living it is. It's like a whole world evolution change. <laughs> but, 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 I'm defending Bill. But, this is Patriots Unfiltered, fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium. And uh, I don't know, if the show is anything like the pre-show chatter, we're wired up here. Rowdy. I mean, we're ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. Got food already? You got food. I didn't uh, get food. Well, QR codes is complications. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, um, obviously, uh, even though we're in between sort of Combine being over, the draft hasn't started, obviously. We're in that middle period. Things have slowed down with free agency. But, I mean, you know, the talk with the, about the Patriots and is, is out there. And you wonder, like, you know, how other teams are just kind of reveling in this. It's like, finally, you know. The, you know, <laughs> we're getting – they're getting their comeuppance. You know, you know, there's all this stuff about them coming out and, you know uh, – so I, I would imagine that teams that have been downtrodden by us over the last 20 years are now reveling in all of this. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess we should bring up Pro Football Talk reporting this morning that, that Bill Belichick has floated Mac Jones' as trade bait to a few teams. Well, now, what's and the source on this? That's source. It's Mike a, Florio. A, a source. Pro Football okay. Florio. But, you know, like, if, uh, like, like for all the other teams yeah. – this is good to get that out there because it causes discord it's, within the Patriots. When you open the show like that, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, of course, you know, there's, there's probably. I mean, I don't think any one of us doesn't think that there's some fire where all this smoke has been ever since Bill Belichick has refused to even acknowledge him as the starting quarterback here anymore. Um, but I did wonder that it only takes one guy from another team to call up and be like, hey, Mike. Uh, you know, Billy's he's been trying to trademark this. You right, know, I mean, it just right. helps. I mean, it just helps. You yeah, know, no, you said you said because um, I haven't read the. Yeah. The post. You said there were a couple of teams that were sort of speculated as being potential. Yeah, I mean, there Washington, were all, all Washington, Tampa Bay. I, um, I read that part more as informed opinion. Right. right. Yeah. Like, who needs a quarterback? No, but I'm just right. saying, like, so like we can we can blow yeah. this all Texans, off and, Raiders. and Texans, not spend Raiders. the next uh, hour and 45 minutes talking about this. What, like, I think we are going oh, to. Oh, we're going to. Well, uh, or we could just say, well, the other teams are all jealous. Like, what is Wash? What does Washington gain by having that out there? If Right, like, like I don't. Well, plus I'm not telling you it's true because I have no idea, and I do not have the highest regard for Mike Florio, as you know. Right, Terry Bradshaw still alive, by the way. Um, 
So it was one it's inside joke, Evan. One he, he one glaring. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> yes. had Terry Bradshaw dead. Not uh, only that, but <laughs> about uh, twelve years when ago, when Andy Hart called him on that, I got a well. Let's, I yeah, told we, him. He yeah, told on him. We can leave that. We he can leave that, one, that out. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm not telling you that, that I think this report is accurate or true, but just like as we were talking about it right before the show, Evan and I kind of looked at each other. Kind kind of feels like there might be something to it. Well, like, but you, you know? said like, what would the commanders benefit? Like. Maybe nothing, but the commanders are on the phone with Miami one day saying, you know that? I got a call from Patriots about that. Really? So. And then Miami gets it out there. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't but know I how I just don't think that these teams care about the Patriots in that way anymore. Right. Oh, I think. Like, well, I, I think they're they, worried about competing with the teams ahead of them, not I, behind them. I think they love seeing bad things happen to us. I, oh, I, no well, doubt. Every, no no doubt about that. Everyone's against us, Paul. I, yeah. I, I forget I that. that. But I not kinda, anymore. You know, the earlier You're irrelevant this, now. Earlier this offseason, <laughs> there was, was talk of, of Josh and the Raiders being interested in Mac, right? It was, you know, oh, they. I mean, I remember at that time kind of being like, eh. The Raiders one makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, but they and didn't also, do it. It they makes sense that they didn't do it. Yeah. Because so. Josh knows the guy. Like, that that makes sense to me. He has some knowledge of him. So was Bill floating him? Was Josh asking for him? What, my guess you know, is Bill. You know? Well, I don't know, but my guess is Bill's floating him. And if Josh really wanted him, then why couldn't he have gotten gotten? Yeah, you know? that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think if he wanted him, he'd be a Raider. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I mean, it's the big picture that I think we were all talking about, we're just like, none of this is like, I mean, Mac Jones is just like up against it well, this year. I listen, mean, it's if, not a lot of support right now. You like, know, we all talk about, you know, what's going to be a fair test for Mac this year in terms of his physical ability and the pieces around him. If if we don't get a good indication of his mental makeup this year, we never will because, you know, Mentally, he's being tested right now. Yeah. Like, how is he going to respond? Even if none of this is true, it's out there, you know, and he's seeing it too. And, you know, how does he respond to this? Forget about, you know, the weapons around him and all. How does he respond to this? And to me, this is a great test. How does he respond to this? Does he use this as fuel? Does he use this as motivation? Why do we have to keep testing him? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that we are doing it. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, why do they have to keep? And I look, maybe this report is just yeah. I'm not saying completely false. I'm not but saying I'm the Patriots. I'm, I'm not saying the Patriots are doing this. Just the mere fact that it's out there. How does he respond to this? I just feel yeah. like there's this, there's this constant of making it harder on the kid than it needs to be when all you are supposed to do as an organization when you have a young quarterback is make it as easy for that quarterback as possible and every single step of the way they just make it as hard for him as they possibly can no but you're right but i'm just saying like if he does come out mentally ready and he's ready to go and it's it's all good that way then boy did he pass a big test you know, or did he prove? I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm like, why are we, why are we no, so interested well, in tests? Maybe the, <laughs> right. the, the word, uh, wrong, why can't he just play? Wrong choice of word. Yeah. Test is a wrong choice. He's just proving to people that he can handle this stuff. And forget about the word test. I just feel like if you look at the, look at the success stories around the league of quarterbacks that weren't instantly great. Like I'm not talking about guys like Patrick Mahomes that just dropped into the league and were just instantly stars, but guys that have developed Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen, Tua, like, you know, Jalen Hurts. It was all it was always with kid gloves, right? Like they're always setting these guys up. They're being nice. They're saying the right things in the media. Uh, they're getting them the right coaching. They're getting them the right supporting cast. And every step of the way, this team has just done the opposite for them. Like they just have done the total opposite. And I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be good or not, or is 
is good or not. I, I still the jury's still out on all of that. But in terms of how to handle it, it, it oh. it's been blo- blown to bits Absol- for the past calendar I mean, year. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, you know, starting with. You know, just what they decided to do last off season. I mean, it was just, it was a disservice to him and everybody else on the offense. Frankly, you know, not just Mac, but anyone else that had to play offense for the Patriots, it, it just wasn't a good setup. I, like, I'm, I took the biggest Mia culpa. I thought, why not? Good coaches, head coaches in the league. I, I was absolutely wrong. Particularly, you know, I think position coaching. I think you can move over, but coordinator you've never done that before or coach a quarterback never done that before i don't think it works and it didn't um it absolutely didn't work and i was wrong um it was a disaster uh and you know the biggest thing that came out that i thought or not biggest but one of the most revealing things was that pro football talk about the dysfunction between bill and mac and that we all read that mac had reached out to get help last year and bill wasn't happy about that Turns out he was reaching out to Alabama, according to the report, and that's where he was looking to get help. And I can just see the phone call. Nick Saban called. Hey, Bill, you know what? Your quarterback's calling for. And Bill just, you know, another thing that I, I another thing I don't understand what the problem is. So he called coaches that he's worked with in the past that he trusts that he feels are, are good about, and that's a that's a problem. But think about Bill. Think about. I'm done thinking about. No, Bill. I know, but but think. <laughs> like, of, we're just. We're, every single no, thing is no, just. No, I'm not oh, saying. I'm not saying. Be, I'm oh, just saying. Just, about just, Bill, I'm not you know, saying Bill. in order to defend anyone here. I'm just saying. Think about a head coach like Bill finds out that his quarterback is calling his college team for help. Yeah, calling Bill O'Brien, right. who happens to have been but, here before. But, but Bill. <laughs> like, but for Bill or any head coach, that's a reflection on him and his system or his organization that he set up that my quarterback has to call his his former college I, I to get, get help that's I a, get that that's, that, that's, a, that's that. a blow to an ego but when Tom, but when Tom Brady had some uh, uh, mechanical issues in season and he called up Tom House and he said Tom like I, I need you to I need you to come for the week because I, I'm, I'm think about the difference there Evan you're talking about my I'm, fi- my I'm physi- done with this. But that's listen, my point. <laughs> but think about it. But no, really, you you need to look at the details. Tom is working on his own mechanics. Okay. Mac is working on the system that he's being taught here. It wasn't oh, I'm having trouble throwing the ball. I'm having trouble with the offense they're trying to teach me. They're not doing it right. Can you help me here? Because they're not teaching that's different. It's completely different. I understand where you're coming from. I just where I'm coming from is that if you feel if if all of this if we take all of this at face value, what he said, Bill has said publicly, this re- report this morning that they're shot, get rid of them and move on. Like if you really feel this strongly that this is not working out, then all we're doing are, is wasting time by hanging on to the kid. So draft Hendon Hooker or trade up and go and get Anthony Richardson or. Make a move for Lamar Jackson but, but, or whatever the case may but, be. But could part of it also be in Bill's mind? You know what? I did screw up. <laughs> you know, he doesn't deserve to be let go. I, I, I did screw up. You know, not screw up, but it was a failed experiment. It, it you know, and it did, didn't put the kid in the best uh, opportunity to win, which is kind of Bill's mantra, putting players in the best opportunity to succeed. He didn't do that. So, like. Then to put your to, ego to give up on the guy right now is not fair. Well, 
I don't. If you guys are, I don't want to. Do we have a break update? It. No, no. But I, I just wanted to tie it to the earlier report this morning <clears throat> from Pro Football Talk, which was that tension lingers between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. And like to everybody's point, do the Bill Belichick move on? Like, get, like we got a bury last season. Like you know, and for this to still be now, I don't know. This this can be you know. Oh, he was kind of pissed at him. Is he still pissed? I, what Tommy? I think this is all kind of stemmed from what Tommy Kern uh, had reported, you know, over last week, but. At what point are we just going to move on and stop rehashing what happened That's last exactly year? And point. it still feels like, you know, the trade thing is like you're still kind of holding last year over him of I didn't like how you handled it. So are we on to the next or are we still kind of living in that season? So I don't know. I, I just I think you need to bury the season. I don't I don't need I don't need him to come out and say, Max, my guy, we're you know, I get that part of it. But at the same time, like. There needs to be some kind of support for this well, kid, like, I feel like. We all, throw him a bone. I'm going to attack that line later. Which one? You get that part of it that he won't just say he's the guy well, no, when he's I, always well, done that in the past? Yeah, yeah. No, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I understand if he feels like Mac needs to be better and that he needs to take steps to sure. you know, get him in line a little bit. But but it's just extreme at this yeah. point, and it feels punitive. It, like, it's not it's relevant. Still, it's not. Right? I do want to get to that later because it was something yeah. I read over the weekend that sort of sparked that. But yeah. So this this report now today about – potentially bill shopping mac like w- the timing do you think it's something that happened a while ago or do you think it's something that it, it might be sort of ongoing and here's like I-, I just i keep thinking of evans thing that you know you had late in the season like is it going to cost two second round picks to get aaron Rodgers? And is that completely out of the realm of possibility that Bill swoops in and does something like that? And that's what, you know, maybe this is kind of a new thing. I don't know. It's probably not related at all to that. It's probably something that happened before, like – why would you be shopping him to the Raiders after they signed well, Jimmy also, Garoppolo? Yeah. If, if, that makes no sense. Yeah. So if, it's probably old, but and if I don't it, know. But if it is true, if it is true – and you are shopping, and you have some type of plan. Like, you have some, like, if we do do a trade, here's my plan to have a quarterback for 2023. You know, so whether it's Lamar Jackson or Aaron or somebody else, they've got to be thinking if, if this is true, what is the plan if it succeeds? If I do, I am able to move them. But I don't, you know, who, who knows? It's, I don't know what's I, true I just or think not. Deuce, Deuce said what I am trying to say in a much nicer way because I'm just <laughs> fed up with this BS. But the point is, is that you are at the point now, the off season, where there is a probably a 90 percent chance that Mac Jones is your quarterback next year. Move the heck on. And that's enough to, like, about 2022. Like, I, I agree with Evan on that. Like Bill needs to do it. Too. I've been critical of Mac, but I think Bill needs to say okay. You know, Max. I did this wrong. You didn't handle it right. That was last year. Right. Isn't that always the way it's yeah. been? It's not about what you've done. It's what you're doing now. You, you don't think he'll do that? or has well, I don't think that, he well, has shown any signs of doing it. Not for Mac, but I think he has kind of done it for Jack Jones and Jake Bailey when he was asked at the end. I know Jake Bailey got released. I agree. But, you know, it, they asked him about Jack Jones. It's, it's in the yeah. past now. I mean, he's addressed both those things in that similar way. Now, this isn't Bill Belichick coming out. This is a report, you know, from from Pro Football Talk. But still, it's the But same. just like, you know, back to where we, we were sort of chuckling before the show, it, it kind of seems like that's the way – like. The whole tension thing, and Chris Gasper wrote a column in the Boston Globe today, you know, same kind of thought process. The, the, the camps don't seem to be aligned between Robert and Bill, and I think part of that is the handling of Mac, you know, and I, I, I kind of agree with Evan's point. 
I don't know exactly what's going on in Bill's mind because he doesn't let a lot of us know what's going on in his mind more often than not. But from the outside looking in, it certainly seems like he's continuing to sort of hold his quarterback at arm's length and not necessarily embrace him in any way. There's no yeah. Jack Jones. Like, that was that's in the past. Right? And, you know, the, the one thing that I, I sort of alluded to about this whole he won't declare him the starting quarterback and this – this notion that Bill doesn't do that, that's, to me, complete fiction. And back in 2001, he definitively declared Brady his quarterback for the foreseeable future after that loss to the Rams because he thought that was in the best interest of the team, right? Yep. He then traded Bledsoe in the offseason, so that was it. So from 2002, I'm going to say until 2014, there was never another reason to ask the question, is Tom Brady your quarterback? Then he drafted Garoppolo in the second round. And made the comments about his, his age and his contract status, right? Yep. Go to week four of that season in Kansas City when it all fell apart. That was probably the first time that he was ever asked since Brady was the, named the starter, is the quarterback being evaluated? How did that go over? He laughed at oh. it. He laughed at it. Right. So don't tell me he doesn't declare his quarterback. Right. And we all know about Cam Newton throughout the 2020 season. Yep. This is different. This is the anomaly. Everybody's sort of acting like the Cam Newton thing was the anomaly. It wasn't. Yeah. Quarterback is different. Well, he, he has been willing to say that this is my starting quarterback. And for whatever reason, he's not willing to say that now. Yeah. Either move on from Mac or move on from last season. You can't – this – yeah. Every single time he's asked about Mac Jones, like at the owners' meetings last week, the the the, yeah. the smug look on it, you can tell. You can just see it all, you know, written it's all a over distinct. his face. Well, it it does smell of a power struggle. Like, I agree. You know, where Bill, he's not going to give in. Like, like his action bringing in Bill O'Brien says, yeah, we're last year wasn't right. We're going to make we're going to make that right. So there's there's an admittance there, but he's not going to publicly do it. Because I'm the head coach, damn it. You're the quarterback who's been in the league two years. I'm, there's no way that I am going to bend over for you. I'm sorry, but I'm the head coach of this football team, and what I say goes, and that's it. That's it. And, and I would hope that that message got delivered. And, I mean, it's just it's, these things keep getting drummed up right now. And I think it's also just interesting, like, you know, Paul brought up the past. I mean, the time we're in now, too, especially with a kid like Mac in his 20s, like they're all over social media. You know right now his phone is blowing up with this report where, you know, maybe in the past, and, I, and I'm not trying to draw a comparison. I'm just no, – it's a lot it's harder a point, now, Mike. but in the past, did you read the Globe this morning? You know, like did you – like it's that's how you'd have to go to find these it's things. And now point. it's all getting thrown at him. In this era, there's much more sensitivity on the part of the, uh, of the athletes, right? So seems that way. There, yeah. there would be even more of a reason to sort of publicly endorse your guy than than there would have been. And he's always, like I said, like I I just bristle. Like uh, there are some people that claim that Bill never does that. He's staying consistent with the way he's always been. I don't think this is consistent with what he's done at quarterback. You know, maybe he talks about it's open competition at spot. You know, like that line about Bailey Zappi um, from that from Arizona from the from the meetings mm-hmm. about you know with the, uh, you know we we look forward to competition everyone's going to get a chance at, to compete. everyone's going to have a chance to compete and i also thought it was interesting that mike reese had a little line in his notes on sunday indicating that zappy was getting more uh first team reps 
late last season in practice. Yeah. The only thing I would how, dis- how would how, how would a writer know that? <laughs> well, the only thing I would say, right? Paul, you're not, we're not allowed to watch practice. You know, what the only thing I would mean? say, Paul, about you know, Bill is you know, people say Bill's never done that. You're saying he has when it comes to the quarterback. For whatever reason, Tom Brady and Giselle got it in their head that Bill doesn't give Brady enough respect. You know, yeah, right. I and and so, but but it was never a question of whether or not he was the starting quarterback. No, but yeah. as the starting quarterback, he, and the one time someone asked him if he was the starting quarterback, he laughed at yeah, him. But Mike, poor Mike Giardi. But you know, we got the reports of you know he treats he treated Brady the same way, and you know all that stuff. For whatever reason, Brady had it in his mind that this guy doesn't respect me enough. You know, so yeah, I I mean, I was just I mean, and I you know not to get all us weekly, but like my brain kind of goes to his girlfriend Sophie, who I imagine like you know like my spouse. If someone was critical of me in some way, oh, yeah. I, mean, I hate them. I just imagine she is so done with this team probably right now. Did because you see every the time E sixty on, on Bledsoe's thing with no. Jeremy Schaap? No, uh, Drew's mother wanted to really physically kill Bill. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I believe. Like it. I, that's totally the way I could see it. The protective nature of sure. of that kind of a relationship and. To me, Fred, your your point is accurate about how he was always tough on Tom, but that was his that was his performance. Like yeah. he never let him get comfortable, yeah. and it also really didn't become an issue. I don't think until he he drafted Garoppolo, he Possib- took Garoppolo as a threat, yeah. And then he goes out and talks about we all know the age and the contract status of yeah. of the quarterback. I mean, like that to me made it different, yeah. Well, do you think that this is another branch of that kind of tree of of I'm going to drop Garoppolo and then we're going to, you know, maybe it lights a fire under Tom's ass. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just Jimmy's better than him. You know, like, is this is this something not the same, but is this a similar kind of thinking of I'm not going to give him the credit. He's never going to get, you know, if you had to say, I think he honestly felt at that time that Brady didn't have. I totally agree. You know, five, you know, if you had to say hand on a Bible. He drafted Garoppolo to set a fire under Brady's ass or to replace Brady. What would you guess? Probably I would go with Fred. Brady. Yes. Yeah. I think he thought by, two thousand, time. by 2016 I, or 17, Garoppolo is going to be my quarterback. I need to start grooming a replacement. I think he honestly felt that. That doesn't mean that I'm right. Yeah. But I don't think that he just drafted a guy in the second round to sort of motivate yeah. Brady. Now you're right. <laughs> now, that's what happened. Right. I think it's inarguable that that's that was the result and, of it. And, it's yeah. another example of those things that I talked about before the show that every once in a while you do something and no matter what it just works out. Yeah, and Brady looks at it like it's replacement. I've got another ten years. You know, he always said he did, I and guess. he did. It's just you know what for me, it's the mounting tension. And every training camp we go into is exciting and has interesting things that I'm excited to see. I don't, I'm not sure that I've ever really felt this way about. There's going to be tension this year in camp of who's playing where, what's go. You know, is the offense clicking better than it did in last year? I mean, of course, this is you've missed the playoffs two out of the last three years. Like that's all part of it. But every new little thing that comes out, I just feel the tension around here. Getting not you know not specific to us, of course, but just that outlook this summer. It's going to be it's going to be a free for all yeah, out there. I I, think. I, I Unless, you know, there is like this trade thing is real or, you know, and it happens or something. I really think that, Bill, before we see these guys out on the field, they will move on. He'll throw some flowers at Mac, I think. Like, he'll be like, he's had a great offseason. Whatever. We're excited. Yeah, whatever it is. Wouldn't that be funny? Like, the first OTA, we're out there, and he's just like... 
throwing bouquets yeah. right to Evan Lazar. I, I, I get imagine they will. This is my on. guy, Evan. You know, and, and they'll all be on the same page. By the <laughs> he comes out on his back like on a piggyback. Yeah. Like let's go, Bill. They'll they'll all be on the same page by May, or you know, in a, in a few weeks when OTAs open up. I can't wait for those. They've got I mean, to. Yeah. I mean, Bill has to. I do wish that. I had the the internal optimism of Fred. That's all. I, that's all I gotta say. You never know. I, I gotta I, tell I, you. I, normally, I, I'm with Fred on those kinds of things that always seem to work out. I think there are issues. I think there are issues inside the structure, and I don't think they're gonna get fixed overnight. I just no longer have that trust. Like, I once upon a time we all in Bill we trust is is the old hashtag, but. We all just thought and knew in our heart of hearts that he would do the right thing and that they would figure it out. The only and way I don't I don't have, I live like that anymore. Yeah, the only the only way it, it won't work is if Mac has really made up his mind that I hate this place. Yeah, you know he's been here almost every day. Yeah, working out. I, right. So and he's got to look at his phone and see. Oh, they oh. almost traded me. Yeah. Well, so well, I, I, I I I just got to admit I I just got to believe that Bill will have the sit down if it hasn't happened already. Like, you know, Mac well, last yeah. year sucked. I admit it. It's going to be better this year. O'Brien's here. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to be okay. Let's, let's, we're on to 2023. Yeah. And, that, and that's what, like, I think that that might be possible. Like, I think that there's, it's possible that Mac knows the real story. They've had a, you know, but I still think of like a person like his girlfriend, Sophie, who is going to see these things. And like, you know, when you try to explain things at work to your spouse and you're like, no, no, it's I no, right. it's not. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fine. I know. And it's, well, it doesn't seem like it to me. You know, that's and that's a voice in right. his ear. And it's it's hard. It's a hard balancing act. And I just I wonder where his headspace really is right now. I'm sure he's doing all the right things in terms of working out and, you know, getting his body in shape and. You know, hopefully his mind is is ready to go and and is focused on this season because it's 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 challenging. But I was going to ask you, Evan, do you like what are the like what where did you go out on Bill? Was it just last year with the offense? Like it was just the Maddie P thing last year, or was it kind of like I mean, I assume that there's been a few different things for you that have kind of I mean, especially I would probably guess that Nikhil Harry would be would be probably a pretty big strike in your book on him too. But what else? What else is it? That's it. Yeah, you, you got number one. The first thing was draft night 2019. And you drafted Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf and Debo. We don't have to do this again. 2019 <laughs> draft night. That was strike one. Strike two was forcing Brady out. That was strike two. And I would say strike three is a is a culmination of the last three seasons of watching them just basically rebuild in only one way, person's mindset as the right way to rebuild and not really not just not do enough to, to make this team better. And then the final nail on the coffin was, was the whole thing last year. Like Patricia, that was, and I'm not saying that I'm like out on bill. Like, I, you know, I, that he sh- you know, should be fired or anything like that. But that was the point where I no longer trusted bill to do the right thing. And I no longer, I, I, I became a skeptic. Then, because before that, I mean, he could do no wrong in my eyes. Cole Strange pick probably too. That was yeah. Oh yeah, Cole you. Strange pick. Yeah, add that to it. It just a laundry list of of things that he's done since basically 2019, where we are now at the point where he no longer has the benefit of the doubt for me. Like I, you now you're you're proving yourself all over again to to me. Like that really matters. But yeah, that that's where I'm at. <laughs> All right, so it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, how about the draft though? I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. Is well, it? How, okay. So last <laughs> night um, at the Red Sox game, uh, in 
Smith Njingba. Perfect. Njingba. Njingba was JSN. His brother is on the Pirates and um, – Brother's a big dude. Too. Yeah, I was looking for a baseball player. Yeah. yeah. So he, Jackson Smith and Jigbo is at Fenway last night with the Red Sox. Guess where he's not coming? Here. <laughs> he's already here. Like you, you don't even need to pay for the flight. He already came on his own. Yeah, we saw. Right. We don't draft. But, but he did players, say when they fun. interviewed him that they treated me really well. Yeah, the people at Fenway treated him really well. Okay. He's not coming to meet with the so Patriots. So I was like you, Fred. I just like, when he's you know me, I don't pay attention yeah. to the social media <laughs> as much. I, I just assumed that he was here for a visit. <laughs> and, and nope. it coincided with his brother playing. Nope. Uh, hey, I'm going to be in total, total coincidence. Total coincidence. Oh, he, he awesome. Is, he is not here to meet with anybody in, with the Patriots. And you know that. Slade yes. Bolden was okay. here, though. Wow, was he? No. <laughs> is that a joke? Yeah. Well, we did have him for a tryout. Yeah. All you got to do is send an Uber for the kid and bring him well, in, to the stadium. Now you're allowed no. thirty visits. Yes. Okay. So what if you were? What if you, the book's written on this guy? You you know you he's if he's available, we'll take him. I don't need him here. I would. We talked to. Him I at would the prefer combine. to meet with the top wide receiver in the draft when it might be the biggest need on my board, and he also might just happen to be the best player well, on they the not, board did when they, they come not up talk at fourteen. To him in Indy? Yeah, but like that's, those are ten minute conversations. Uh, no, okay, but maybe they they've the research is in on him, and maybe they they don't need to see him again. You know, maybe I don't know. I I I, I mean they have they're having Jordan Addison here tomorrow. He's coming in for a visit. Smoke screen. And they've obviously really <laughs> get it. Really got that's into, how it works, Evan. They, they, they've really gotten to know Zay Flowers throughout the whole process at the Shrine Bowl and, uh, and things like yeah. that. Smoke screen. And he's local, so you don't have to waste. Uh, the, then we go out at TCU. The on him. TCU's pro day, and uh, and Bill and Macro are chumming it up with Quentin Johnston. Fine. That stood out to me. Cool. That stood out to me. Yeah. I, just because I don't think like I mean when you see those guys all at Alabama. All right, and I know that that there's some guys at TCU too, but I don't know. I just like, and I know we feel similarly about Johnson, but just seeing them both there and they kind of had like these little grins on their face. I don't know. I, I just I can't rule. I can't rule that guy out based on the interest. That would what be he totally told you, the guy that they you know? would take. Yeah, because now this is this goes to a philosophical question I've been wondering about: Is do you think that they're continuing just to hammer? We think defenses are getting small, and we want to go. Size. We want size. If he played big, yeah, then I'd be. Then I I could hear that. But he doesn't play like a six foot two receiver. He plays like a five foot eleven receiver in a six foot two receiver's body. You know, when when you watch him, in other words, he has good quickness and he's no, he just doesn't play the ball down the field. Like oh, he, oh, so he doesn't take advantage of his no, 6'2". exactly. Okay, so he, a lot of his catches down the field, he lets get into his body. Instead of going up and plucking it out of the air like you know Devontae Parker does on a contested catch down the sideline, he one of his bigger concerns on film is that he lets the ball come into his body and he doesn't really attack the football in the air, so he doesn't play to his size down the field. Okay, it just that that that's he, you know my feelings on him. Yeah, you don't have well, to redo but, but even not just again. to him. I mean, I, you know, I'm talking about Gesicki, um, you know, even Juju to an extent. Like you know what I mean? It's just they just don't really seem to care about. The, 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 I don't want to say Zay Flowers, but the guys like that anymore. You know, like they just don't really have an interest. Everybody that they're looking, it's like it started with Nikhil Harry. You know, it's just it, – and that's why I'm like, why are they continuing? I think that this philosophy, it transcends the Matty P offense. It seems 
Like this is and that's all that I could come up with was just that they feel like the league is headed towards smaller defensive backs and we want to go with size. And I mean this seems like what year 4 or 5 that they're trying to do it. It doesn't really seem to work, but I just I have to come up with a reason of why are they ignoring these kind of players that we all see as the Patriots kind of guys. Like, oh, Zay Flower, that's a Patriot. You know, like, is it anymore? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what they're looking for. It's a fair point. I I just – there are way too many. And, look, Quinn Johnson might end up being DK Metcalf, right? He might end up being a fantastic player. But there's just way too many parallels in his game to Nikhil Harry's game. And you just – even if it's just to avoid making the same mistake twice – I just don't know how that ends up being your guy. Even even if you think, oh, he's a lot, you know, his feet are much quicker. He doesn't run like he's in quicksand, like this, that, and the other. Like you have to, you have to avoid making the same, being a re- error repeater, right? I mean, how do you just go right back down that road again? I just can't imagine all right. that. All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Uh, let's get to the phones. Uh, by the way, it's Deuce, it's Evan, it's Paul, it's me. Uh, no Tamara, no Alex today because the cameras are off. <laughs> uh, Ryan's in New Jersey. What's up, Ryan? Good shot. Hey, guys. Hey, good to, ha- good to have you aboard, Evan. Um, I got a couple things I want to vent on about Bell. So number one is it seems like Bill has successfully this offseason – shifted the blame from his decision about uh, Patricia to Mac. Number two... You're going to have to clarify that because I, how, I how that's was a he, fair point. How has he done that? By I shopping Mac. Nobody's talking about Patricia anymore. Bill's never come out and said why he made the decision. I've never hear, heard him say it was a bad decision. I did this. Well, he, his action says it was a bad decision. Me. His actions. But a lot are, of people are, don't are, think it was his action. Oh, right. Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. But now Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator, and and it's not Matt Patricia. So if Bill thought that that was the right decision, Matt Patricia would still be the offensive coordinator here. Not necessarily. Well, I I can only speak right. on what if the actions was, are. But if it was an edict from above, if which, if if not, well, I know. But let, let's look at some of the you know circ- circumstantial stuff. Like they put out a release saying they're going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator. Have they ever done that before? No, but I mean, maybe the owner made, you know, that was the owner's decision. But I think that, I, I think Bill realized that it didn't work. I mean, you know, he's not that. I think he realized guys, it didn't work, but that doesn't necessarily mean he didn't think it couldn't work. Yeah. If Mac would have just gone on board. And, and right. And I, and I, I kind of agree with Ryan, and, and this was like part of the, the story that Gasper wrote today, the column that he had in the Globe was that it, it's sort of like a shifting between Bill and Robert Kraft to sort of like absolve themselves of responsibility for the, you know, the, the, well, the drop-off. And well, I think it's much more on the part of Bill because um, Robert's just the owner. I'm like, he's not doing all of these football decisions, you know. And, and I, I do think that if these kinds of reports are accurate, and that's a big if. I don't know if Florio's report is accurate, but I think Ryan's right in, in to sort of extrapolate if you're dangling your quarterback, you're sort of trying to tell people, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't because I made Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, this guy's not any good. Yeah, That's why I'm trying to trade him. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. And, and yeah, so um, the, the thing about Matt going outside the building, and I've listened to a lot of people talking about it, and everybody's got their point. But as a leader, at the end, my question is, is did – do you think Bill knew 
that Mac and the offense weren't getting the answers that they needed? Or do you think in his mind the reason he is mad is because, hey, my, me and my coaching staff, we're providing you guys everything. You don't get it. Or do you think he said, you know, just seems to me that, you know, he's pissed and all bent out of shape. But did he know that they were struggling? And if he knew they were struggling, why can't he take any responsibility for it? Why couldn't he say, that's on me? Max shouldn't have had to do that. That's on me. It seems, again, like if he knew and just let it happen, that's horrible. If he didn't know, that's even worse. I I mean, I think he had to know. I mean, if there were, like, a lot of execution issues, there was just such sloppy football last year. So many stupid mistakes over and over (laughs) and poor situational awareness. Just things that you would put under the coaching umbrella. Receivers running into each other. On one occasion, you know, concussing one of them. I don't know how you could look at that. I mean, I like I get execution stuff. All right, we had the right play, and this guy just did the wrong thing, and that that's not a coaching thing. That's just a player screwing up in the moment. But to me, there were just too many issues last year. We just don't know the details. You know, Bill could say to him, "Listen, you know, you got to come to me. You come to me." Now, maybe Mac did, and he didn't get the right answer, or Bill said he didn't have time. Whatever, I don't know, but. It also could be that he was just mad that he didn't come to him with all but these it's issues. It's also indicative of the two camps, though, that have been created, and and, and this is why I'm I'm with Evan and less optimistic about the fixes uh, than you are. Like, so like Mike said, you can have Mac Jones, and you can look at that and say, well, you know, he's he's taking the bull by the horns. He Thanks, knows there's Ryan. a problem, and he's trying to fix it. He's trying to figure out ways that he can get about it. He's just trying to improve. Or you can look at it from the other camp and say, this is insubordination. This guy is is not loyal to our program and, and our coaches, and he's not even giving it a chance. And I'm not telling you one of those is right or wrong, but they're two diametrically opposed camps. Sure. And that's an issue. Yep. And yep. I think that they played like that all year. Yeah. And that was the bigger point is it's just there was no buy-in. Like you could just tell no that buy-in. the players had no buy-in. They had no trust that – if they did like it's just if they did what the coaches were prescribing to them, they I don't think they believed that it would be successful. And I mean, I think the things remarkable to me is like you just you go back to like a lot of times we like speculate on these things. I go back to last summer when we speculate on Kendrick Bourne and oh, where did he come from, Kyle Shannon, you know, those kind of things. And at the time you're like, I don't know. But in retrospect, now you start to put those dots together and you're like And how do you think Bill Whew. Belichick thinks about it? You know, he he's thinking the coaching's there. The execution's lacking. And if you think that that's wrong, think about what another comment that he made when you were out there, Mike, in Arizona about Cam Acord. Coach is not the problem. Coach isn't the problem. In 2020, we had one of the best special teams in the league. Okay. So the coaching didn't do anything wrong last year to allow three kick returns for a touchdown, a block punt, and running into the punter that was largely responsible for you losing it. Like, there were a lot of breakdowns on special teams last year. Coaching wasn't responsible for any of them. Yeah. Because he was – the special teams were good in 2020, which, by the way, resulted in, like, one great game when Olszewski Gunner. went crazy against the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Are we, are we giving Acord credit for, like, Marcus Jones returning a punt as time expires? Was and that's, like, proof ball. that he's great? Or was it, like, a – It's a good block. Like a blocking scheme, it, it, it was. I'm not like I'm not dismissing that, Evan. I'm not trying to be unfair. Yeah. 
But you have good blocking schemes, and you get a 25-yard return. He took it 87 yards or whatever it was to for win a touchdown. The game. To yeah. win a game. I, yeah. You know, I think Bill, Bill might be in a tough spot, you know, because his decision didn't work, you know, uh, and it was a coaching decision. And so now he's desperately trying to keep, you know, the coaches together. And so the last thing he wants to do is, you know, be talking bad about about coaches right now, you know, um, because he realizes that it's fragile. You know, I've, I've got to correct what happened last year, and I'm not going to correct it by blaming coaches in public. for They can blame the players. Well, you know, I whatever, but I'm, I just think that he's he might be in a difficult – in his mind, he might be in a difficult situation. I, I just think what's hard, too, is that it feels like – I want to say you're better than this, but like you know these things, like you know all these, like a lot of this just seems so self-inflicted. When you could you could avoid some of this drama and maybe you know keep your quarterback at least focused on what's going on here here and now, rather than you know running to social media every 20 minutes to find out what the latest is on how the Patriots feel about about him. Like I. I I don't know, Bill. It's it's been some head scratcher decisions. I mean, I, I like the draft stuff we talked about. People miss on draft picks. Like I get it. It's it's you know, but last year to me, that doesn't happen. Like you don't decide to stick guys that haven't done things before. And I mean, all I said last off season was everything should be towards Mac Jones. Build around Mac Jones. We got to find out about this kid. We're saying a lot of that stuff now too. And and maybe that's true on the field, but off the field, I don't feel like they're doing everything they can to make sure he's successful. I feel like. They're just piling stuff up against him and making it harder. All right. Mic drop. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, <laughs> cut, next, cut Fred looking at his watch. <laughs> next up is uh, Rashad in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey. Uh, first, I, I definitely got to say, Ev- Evan hit everything on the nose when he was talking about how he fell out with Bill because that's pretty much – that's pretty much where I started, and he pretty much hit all the bullet points. The 2019 draft, and y'all can y'all can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but well, I def, I know Lamar was in that draft because I wanted Lamar, but was AJ Brown in that draft? Yep, because Lamar was, was 2018, and I and was he in the draft? Lamar was, Lamar was 2018, but A.J. Brown, he was. Harry he was, was with the that, that was 2019, largely considered one of the greatest wide receiver drafts in recent memory, and 19, you got the yeah. only one who yeah, couldn't play. Not to mention Jawan Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was the only one. But that was a really good receiver draft. Right? It ended up being yeah, a really uh, good receiver of, draft. Yeah, of course, we, we, we get the worst of the bunch. Yep. Of the high picks. And he's, I mean, not. I don't think he's even on a team now, Nikhil, by the way. But but I'm, I'm saying all that to say. Well, I think you got the worst. Of, wor- probably the worst drafted receiver in that fan, class, so period. Like, maybe, so I'm like, maybe we can get, you know, maybe we can get him. But we got Nikhil. But he wanted Nikhil Harry. So I'm like, you know, I didn't like it, but it's Bill. And then Brady's gone. He, you know, he didn't want Brady because that's what he wants. He didn't want Brady anymore. So I'm like, okay, that's 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 my coach. You know, it's that's his decision. But now, you know, it's like it's this is the third. It's just, I mean, it's more than the third time because it's 2023. But I'm 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 done with Bill, and I'm and I'm trying to say like it's it's. Is anybody bigger than the team? Like, because Fred, earlier you were saying, you know, he's doing stuff because he's the head coach. You know, he got to, you know, tell Mac, you know, stuff like that. But, like, what about, you know, what about Mac doing that so he can be better for the team? Like, like what, like what's more important, his ego or the team? So 
So it's, it's, it's a lot of things with Bill, and Bill was very stuck in his ways. He was very stuck in his ways. And I'm 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 just I'm ready for I'm ready for a change. I feel like Mac is not getting a fair chance. He pretty I mean he pretty much being set up to fail, and I don't really think it's going to end well. I think I think we wasting time. I think we really need to move on because is he like is is, is he the answer? Like are we going to keep doing this one two years? You know, and then we got to find another quarterback. Wow. Welcome to yeah. a lot of the NFL. I mean, that's what happens. You know, when we feared that it might. Um, if you don't find the guy right away, you get stuck into this kind of purgatory, quarterback but purgatory. I mean, but I mean, yeah. even if he wasn't the right guy, I feel like I feel like everything that Bill has done has pretty much like pushed him down. Even if he wasn't the right guy, I feel like he could have he could have been a better quarterback if Bill would have if if Bill would have just I, I, I don't know how to say it, but if he would have just helped him more, like you know, I, it's just. It just feels like Bill's ego is is pretty much going to be the downfall of him. Mm. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think it got to be a power struggle. And I think, you know, it was a clash. And, you know, both sides dug their heels in during the season. And, uh, you know, Bill just couldn't see himself, you know, maybe making, you know, you know, exceptions for for a player of you know of that status. You know, I just I, I just know. think we're getting to the point where there is now mounting evidence that Bill Belichick, the offensive mind, might not be very good at coaching offense or knowing offense in general. Defensively, no one has any. You can't question a single thing about that man on that side of the football. Agreed. But offensively, <clears throat> without Tom Brady whether it was in Cleveland or it was here, it hasn't been very good offensively for Bill without Tom Brady. And at some point you have to look at not only how he's handled this situation in terms of personalities, but just in terms of talent evaluation and and overall just, you know, scheme, talent, all those types of things. I I just don't know. I, I don't know where I'm at anymore with does, does Bill know what he's doing on that side of the football? Uh, Chris in Scottsdale. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Um, it's always an interesting conversation, and I'm hoping you can hear me okay. I have AirPods. So yep. Let me know if you can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's always an interesting conversation when when we hear the, the talk about Bill and, uh, you know, sort of the grasp on the team and control and so on and so forth. And I've been kind of beating this drum for, for frankly, years now, and – uh, for me, it was evident. It was it was very clear. There was lots of evidence, you know, to Evan, Evan's point, you know, with the decision making, you know, with with the drafts and you know, and so on and so on, and free agency, and you know, we we, we keep talking about it. But at, at some point, you know, and, and, and just to make a quick comment, I know kind of bouncing around a little bit here, but um, a comment on the quarterback, you know, with, with Jones, um, I, I really, even though things have been unfair for him. I don't really dig the way that like he's handled the situation, right? In terms of leadership, you know, for, for an NFL team, you know, and he's a young guy and, and I can appreciate all that. And the pressure that's put on the, the QB, uh, which is what makes it such a unique position in sports is, is dramatic. Right. And, and if you don't have a guy that can be a leader, you're done. So to, to sit here and toil and waste time, it doesn't shock me that, that he's been shopped around. Um, 
But to, but to Evan's point, you know, and some of the callers that have been, you know, expressing their frustration, it's like, when is enough is enough is enough with Bill? Like, I, I'm completely, completely, I've been kind of over it. But I'm, I'm really feeling like there really needs to be an outside change, you know, complete change. And, and I just want to get your thoughts. Well, you know, we were always warned that, you know, Bill's style works when you're winning. But, you know, the test is when things aren't going well. And I would just say, and like, he always oh. says the record, right? Your record is who you are. You know, I mean, look at his yeah. record without Brady, man. I mean, look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to defend Mac Jones, but I also just would like to say, in light of what we've learned about last season, I have a little bit of a different perspective on Mac Jones's frustration and acting out. I'm not excusing it. I didn't love it at the time, but I also mm-hmm. feel like Mac Jones probably went into a lot of these games last year feeling like, we don't really have a chance right now. Like we don't really know what we're doing. And I can't imagine what it's like to go into an NFL game where you're, you're putting a lot on the line in those games to not have full confidence in, in what you're about to do. What we don't know is if Mac had handled it better. Yeah. Would Bill have been more accommodating to Mm -hmm. him and more empathetic and more sympathetic. I've said it all along. I I think both things can be true. I think that I can completely understand his frustrations and not agree w- w- at all with how we handled it. And and to me, it's not about – once you get to, like, Thursday night football at home against Buffalo and the palms are in the air, you know, what are we doing? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Then you just – That's him. way too, yeah, late. too late. Where I really would question Mac Jones is in June when he never allowed it to even be a possibility of working. If that's true, right. That's the way it looked. Yeah. That's the way, so that's the way it sounded. That's the way, that's the way his face it. looked. That's yeah. the way he looked every day that we got to talk to him in training camp. That's the way the other offensive players looked when we got to talk to them in training camp, some of which are leaders like David Andrews who know how to play and know how to succeed. Yeah. So they just look like they never, ever bought in. Bought. And, and, bought in and so, at all. And, and if all this is true, then there's blame to be you know, given on that, both that's sides. That's what I said. I think it's yeah. both, both things can be true. All right. Let's uh, take a break. We'll – Continue the discussion. Fred's after food this. is here, so yeah. we're going to eat. And Paul. Good, Paul. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. They will, there will not be vicious attacks on Bill O'Brien dropping well, the ball. I, I disagree. I, I think he's if, under if, a lot if, of pressure. If this offense mm. looks but, this year the way it did last year, I think people will be here with pitchforks and, and torches. For who? For the for Bill Belichick, okay. for Bill O'Brien, nope. and for Mac Jones. We'll see. It's we'll be, see what they have. For, we'll see what they have for weapons. You got to divvy it up. It's it's tough out. Teflon of, Mac. If he if he if they had the same cast of characters back on offense, you got to get him, Jamar Chase. He, he keeps <laughs> saying Teflon Mac, and I still hear on his shows 
the people who call in are at least 50-50 on that subject. That Mac's not the guy. Wait a minute. I hear that all the Wait, time. Wait, are you comparing, like, the calls? Yeah, the callers. Okay. The fans, <laughs> the people who spend the money to come to the game. But that's not a cross-section of the people. The people who call those shows yeah. are almost entirely negative. Okay, well, Cause, who, cause who else you have, are you talking to? Because, or hearing, you know? talking about you the media. For, you have forums the, in your living the room? The media people. Hey, the gonna, people who co- cover the team. I'm going to have a round table in my living room. You can come. We're going to talk about Matt. Who else am I, are you listening to about this? I don't... I forget I, about this, the media. I'm this not is talking not, about the This is the media. not hard to understand. I'm not talking about the media. Like Tom Curran said you could trade Mac Jones over Robert Kraft's dead body two days ago. Right. Like so he's accomplished so much you don't that think, we can't even broach the topic that if someone came to the Patriots looking to deal I, I, for Mac again, Jones, I we can't even listen again, to that. Again, I don't care what the media says. Okay, well that's the only I'm much. talking about the paying public. Okay, well you have no way of knowing what the paying public thinks. I do when they call in the shows. That is over-the-top negativity, Fred, on sports radio. Come on. I'm saying it's 50-50. It's It's, not over-the-top. It's over-the-top negativity for Uh, the most part. The the hosts are. About five minutes later. I, I gotta be honest. I gotta find these Mac super fans. I don't I don't haven't seen I don't seen a lot of them. They're not allowed allowed. Well, he thinks that everybody's a Mac super fan. Teflon Mac, he called him. Okay, I'm not talking about fans. I don't know why you keep bringing up fans. I'm talking about the people who cover the team. I know, but who cares? Can you name me one guy who covers the team that thinks that they should move on from Mac Jones? Uh, I, I, I'd have to look. I'd have to look at my notes. That's another great moment from all right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Uh, Web radio uh, at Patriots.com is the email address. <laughs> Um, Joel writes in from San Antonio. Uh, I can't listen live, so if y'all have already talked about this, please accept my apologies. Read a story reporting that Tommy Curran said the apparent outside source that Mac Jones was talking was talking to was Brian Hoyer. The report paints it as part true, part opinion from Curran, but wanted to get your thoughts about this possible story and it being the cause for Hoyer's release. No, I, okay. I think you're mixed up. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I think that was two different things. Um, one was that I, I didn't see him say that they were talking Alabama. But the Hoyer thing was that Hoyer was on the same page as everybody being like, this is messed up. We don't know what we're doing. And then that's what they got rid of him for. And now he just signed with the Raiders, by the way, today on a two-year deal. Um, so I I don't know. I think they were just kind of conflating. Well, it was, it was interesting because Hoyer got the concussion in the Packers game. Right, and yeah, you like, never like saw he him was again. Gone forever. You never saw him again. We saw him walking around and stuff. Yeah, never on the, never in uniform. Yeah. Never. Again. Yeah. And Curran opined that the reason that he was never activated again was because they were done with him. Because, as Mike said, he was on Team Mac. Right. In that camp where the off the, the coaches didn't know what they were talking about, and he wasn't doing anything to help the situation. Which to me carries more weight because Brian Hoyer has been all over the place in this league. And if you know, no, no offense to Mac, but he's you know he's only ever been here. If you have a quarterback who's been in multiple different systems, he's been in the league for over what what 10, 12 years, and that he's not buying in. Like, see, these are the things yeah. that like, do you not know what's the coaching? This is why I don't I, I don't completely blame it all on Mac. Because I think that they were right. I just don't think they were right in the way they handled it and responded to it. But I think they were right initially. And and uh, you go back to that story that, you know, the, the kind of post-mortem that the Herald had with Andrew Callahan yep. and Karen. Yep. And, you know, them talking about the number of plays that were installed in training camp. Even, like, 
routine, mundane things that veterans like Brian Hoyer would say, this isn't right. It's August 15th. We should be here. And we're only here. Like, there's something wrong. They know. When you're around an NFL team enough, you know, we notice, like, every year when training camp starts, how, where do they start, Mike? Red zone. Red zone. Like, because we're not idiots. We watch the plays. I don't know what every play is called, but I watch how they start training camp every year. And if all of a sudden they start this year and there's, like, no red zone work, I'll be like, wow. That's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's and like, I mean, to that point too. Like in my notes that I took this year from these training camps, like a lot of wide zone. Like they would just come in and it would just be like a session of just wide zone right, wide zone left, right. wide zone right, wide zone left. So a guy like Brian Hoyer, to your point, is he's going to know. Like I know this system. I know other systems. This is where we should be. We're not doing the things to prepare for the season. Right. And I, I think even some of the guys, the anonymous quotes in that story, were like, "We didn't have enough plays to to go into Miami." We didn't feel like we had enough plays installed. And that just carries. Like, why, why is Brian Hoyer here, right? Like, he's here because he's an experienced quarterback that can be a, a sounding board to Mac. If you've lost that guy, who also has been plenty of time in New England, knows how Bill Belichick is, knows how this works, knows probably the gravity of what it's going to, you know, what's going to go down if he expresses dissatisfaction with his coaching yeah. that he's receiving. Like, it just, it, it, to me, that carries a lot of weight. A lot of weight. It's one thing we can all just say, oh, it's just Mac being a whiny second-year kid and he doesn't want to do what they want him to do. But, you know, if it's a veteran quarterback who's been around the block, has been here plenty, and he's not buying in, I think that says a lot more to it. And Curran opines that that's why Hoyer was let go. And they, they ate money to do that. Yeah. It was like $1.4 yeah, million. Yeah, they're paying him $1.4 like million to not be here. Everything that I was able to piece together throughout the season was that it was really related to, to two different – things that in season I think the players felt was was the biggest concern one was corrections I I think that they felt like they weren't getting corrected and bad habits were seeping in I think this particularly uh, point pointed to the receivers right in in the room where they're supposed to be running around at at five yards and it's rounding it off at six and no one's standing there saying hey that's not that's not how we do it right is that that's not Good well, enough. That's not how we're supposed to run this route. And I think the second thing that was really unanimous across the board in the offensive line room was the pass protection scheme and the way that they stripped down Mac's tools, David Andrews's tools at the line of scrimmage to sniff out blitzes and, and move protections and uh, reset mic points and things like that. And they felt like they basically just called a protection in the huddle, got to the line of scrimmage, snapped the football. And whatever happened post-snap, happened post-snap, and there wasn't a whole lot yeah, Paul, of in-between. Paul is pointing to uh, NFL Now, which is on our TV, which has Lance Zierlein's latest mock draft with the Patriots selecting Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida, at 14th overall. Uh. <sighs> which is like, and, and I mean, I think that, that throw means another the, log that means, on the fire. No, that means the Patriots. <laughs> if that happens, the Patriots trade it out. I know they're showing the Patriots logo, but there's no way. I, I think I'm back to a place though where, like, I think the Max selection. I think we're all like, it's kind of a safe pick. You know what? He's got a high floor. Like this is what we're talking about. Where you know Richardson. It's like, wouldn't you rather see the greatest coach of all time working with just a raw piece of of met that could be something amazing rather than like I'd, I'd let's just see give Bill him O'Brien like, work with them. I was going to say no, 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 Evans no, no, going to no. say I don't have any faith in the offense. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Touche, touche. Uh let's go back to the phones 855 Pats 500. Uh Willems and Philum, what's up William? Hey Fred, how you doing? All right. 
once again, boy, I tell you. You're all right, man. You just can't stay out the news, boy, I tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, Evan, uh, so why are you upset, Evan? I mean, why am I, I upset? I knew, this, I knew this was coming, Evan. I mean, you didn't see this coming? What do you once mean I didn't see this coming? One, like, you didn't see, like, well, I mean, the reports, of, if it's true or whatnot, if Mac is being traded or whatever the case may be. My thing was, you know, when he crossed that line, I, I, I knew it, man. I just build. When you don't, when you ain't faithful to build, this is what you get. I, I'm not surprised. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally not, and I'm not going to be surprised. But are you happy with it? Yeah, there's a difference between. Thank you. Who me? No, because now we ain't got a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you oh, could well, say that you're not surprised because, it, but like, is that the proper reaction from a coach? No, but I mean, but it was no, it's not. No, it's, I'm not happy about it. If that's if that's how I'm sounding to you, Paul. It's just the fact I knew it, though. You know what I mean? I, I knew since since Mac went try to get information outside that organization, I knew somewhere it was going to happen. That's it. I didn't I didn't push it as much. Though I just said a little bit to Patriots. I said I wouldn't be surprised. If Mac Jones get traded, and now look what look what the reports yeah. are coming out. We'll I see. don't think any of us are surprised. No, I think we we actually talked and, about it in January, right? Uh, when I think there was that rumor around the Senior Bowl that that the Raiders might be potentially. Inter- I mean, like ob- I think that it's obvious the reasons or the. I don't think there's any shock factor in this report this morning. I I just think there's, from my point of view, disappointment that this is this is what we're doing and this is how we're right. handling the situation. If it is true, you know, I obviously we're, so, yeah. So can I tell you what's next? Okay. What's next? <laughs> Kendra Bourne might be next. You mean in terms of being traded? All next buddies are out the door. Yeah. You, you don't see it. Oh, Hunter that Henry's still here. So obvious. J- James Andrews still huh? here. Yeah. Who? Andrews, Hunter Henry. Oh, Hunter Henry. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I'm just talking about well, his like Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, Mac now for some reason, but whatever. I hope yeah. that don't happen, but because yeah. I mean, we you, I, I, he goes somewhere else, he's gonna have success somewhere else. I'm guaranteed. I, I, I Who is this? Adam, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't know what to think, Paul. You know, Mike. I, mean, I, I just don't know what to think about this team at this point. I, I'm just, I'm, my hands are up in the air with it. Like, you know. All right. Okay, William, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Todd in Greenville. What's up, Todd? Hello. Hello. Todd. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, Todd. Speak. Sorry. In the car. The car doesn't work well. It's old like me. Okay. So I went to university with this buddy of mine who's a big Jets fan, and I've convinced him a while back to listen to your show. Cool story, Hazel. Excellent. Well, here's the here's the moral of the story. We're now the uh, Jets unfiltered. We have all the Jets problems. Controversy with coaches, controversy with the players, players not all buying in, everything going sideways. I think it's, I think Mr. Kraft's going to have to step in and say, hey, guys, you know, that, uh, that's got to stop. I think it's got to come from him. I think the, the next step right now are Mr. Kraft doing intervention and before the season starts. Well, we'll see. I you know, th- thanks, Todd. I I I hope Bill doesn't need Robert Kraft to do that. You know, I hope Bill does it himself. You know. Uh, let's go to uh, Nash in Montana. What's up, Nash? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. 
Hey. Hey, so my, my opinion on this, either way, I think it's time to wash your hands. It's only got a few more years of bill, and you can either run, run a couple of years with a disgruntled QB for his fifth-year option, or just get what you can now while he's still a little bit unknown, gather some picks back, and you can do one of two things. You can go out and get someone like Hooker and play it young for a little bit, or you can go get a gap and get a veteran for the next couple little bits. Who would you get? But I mean, what could you get? I mean, if you really want to screw the Jets over, toss that 14 pick over. But I, d- I doubt that's how they go. But I'd say, if, let's say if you could get if you get 16 from Washington, four back, and you toss in a third rounder, you know, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Washington's going to give us their 16th pick for Mac Jones? If you toss in the... A third round and pick, we maybe. give them a third rounder? No, no chance. They're not going to do it. Well, maybe not. But if you can escape a second round pick back, I'd say pull the trigger. Yeah. What's worth going in with a QB who's disgruntled? Or just wash your hands and hope for the best next year? Yeah, yeah no, I, I get your point. Like, it doesn't matter Thanks, if you, you know, like, you make the trade because you feel like there's no chance it works if he's not on board. Right, he's disgruntled to use Nash's word. So you make the trade, and then even if you have to plug in Bailey Zappi and play the whole year with Zappi because you don't have any other options, I, I'm not there. I want to see as much as I criticize Mac Jones. I would like to see Bill O'Brien year three Mac Jones and see if it you know yeah. looks better than the rookie year. Yes, I don't need <laughs> it to. Look, I don't want it to look like it looked rookie year. I need it to be significantly yeah. better than that. Yes. And I want to see if it does. Especially if down it does, the stretch. Then I think you can you know move forward. Like the the overall passing statistics from last year's Patriots team to rookie year are very similar. Now the offense was not anywhere near as good. Um the red zone is the most glaring example. They were the worst red zone team in football last year. Um I think Harris had like 15 rushing touchdowns in 21. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have that. They didn't have anything like that. So, But if you combined Mac Jones and Zappi from last year to Mac Jones' rookie year, it's not all that different. Hmm. It's not all that – the numbers. Yeah. Are, that's why I say Mac Jones needs to be a lot better than he was. Not last year. That's obvious. He needs to be better than he was his yeah. rookie year if he's a third-year guy that you're looking to invest in going forward. I, I can't get – I can't get Aaron Rodgers out of my head right now. And you said it at the top of the show. Did I bug you? No, you did. I mean, I mean, in a like, there's just something about I, that. Like, I, 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 I always believe that Bill is intrigued by. I'll give you a generation of reasons why you're not. Yeah, you shouldn't really. Probably worry about not. It. But let's have a little fun. Uh, I just, I could see him being intrigued by him. And where, I mean, it's just, where's Bill right now? He's toward the end of his career. Shouldn't he be making a move like that? Like, like if you were really thinking, like, man, I got, I don't have a lot of time let's left. Go back to Lamarvelous. I, I don't want to spend but all this time developing that's a guy. That, like. I think that's the thing about this entire offseason that I just can't wrap my head around is I don't necessarily think that this is a terrible path to take in terms of a long-term rebuild, but your coach is 70 years old. Right. So, like, what's – if you draft – if you if you go to the draft and you say we got to build through the draft and we got to do it that way, I agree with all of those philosophies. I think that's the right way of doing it. But those players are not going to step up into roles where they're – star players leading this organization for another two years, right. especially from this draft class. 
So, uh, like, how does that fit the Bill Belichick timeline? And and every one of these other stories that comes out about, like, trying to trade Mac Jones, it just feels like you're continuing to kick the can down the road. Like, it's like, well, probably not Mac. I don't Like, you don't have all this time. There's no real, like, sense of urgency. It just feels like, no, you know. Oh, we'll, that's a great point we'll you guys are both guys, making. You know? Absolutely. It I, feels like a coach that is 60, not 70, and is like, I got another five at least five to ten years of doing this and i'm going to build it long term for long long term sustainability but that's not the world that that he's in so i I just from that timeline and that that aspect like how is aaron Rodgers not a conversation right how is lamar jackson not a conversation that they're having how are any of these things not conversations how is deandre hopkins not a conversation uh, that apparently, according to every single report, they're basically out on unless they can get him for free, which is not happening. Well, I heard um, now he might get released. Not Hopkins. I'm sorry, Jerry Judy. No, no Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh, Hopkins. Right. Yeah, Hopkins. I'm right, right, right. Yeah, Hopkins might get released. And I, so I you'll wait for that, right? Yeah, there's no. I, I'm with Evan. I think that lessens the chances that you have of getting him. Because now more competition. Now you have to win a bidding war. Yeah. Or just... I personally think that Hopkins is the best thing for his career is to go to Kansas City, win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and then maybe hopefully next year you Someone sign had it. the whole thing Somebody. mapped out. Patriots have more financial flexibility than can't Evan had it perfect. I like in just from afar, that screams uh short term, incentive laden contender. Right? Yeah. KC, Kansas City. Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do it? Now, you know, this stuff with Buffalo with your guy won't go away too. Stephon Diggs, uh, Mike's favorite uh, wide receiver. He's the worst. He keeps sort of, you know, that's why I hate social media. Like these cryptic tweets that people are supposed to try to right? interpret. Believe you know, now I saw, like, watching the, the NFL show on NFL Network, the Giants should make a push for Stephon Diggs. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think there's probably 25 teams that should be making a push to get digs if he's really available. It's all but, falling apart, Paul. But that, no, it's not, all falling apart, so Al. Like <laughs> that would be the first thing to me that would chip away from Buffalo. So Buffalo picked yeah. up like Tremaine Edmonds, yeah. they're fine. Yeah. They triggered something in his contract where trading him or releasing him is basically out of the question financially. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so he want more money. So he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, his di- yeah so I, I think they converted a, a, a bonus or something like that that he's now got like a $40 so he's million just, so he's just playing. or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh, let's go to um, Eldred in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing today? Good. Yeah. I'm like, Evan? Yes, sir. I agree with you on two things, bro. Oh. Uh, not having faith with Bill. I ain't had faith since 2016. I'm on record for that. What, what was Draft the date? Five. What was the date of that, <laughs> Eldred? Did you lose, uh, lose faith in November of 16? Uh, Did they win the Super Bowl time, in 2016? You know, no, they won a Super Bowl, but it's doing it's doing the draft time. I mean, oh, okay. guys, be right there that we need. He'll trade the pick, then Baltimore will get like Lamar or Bubble or, or Minnesota will get whatever, and then we just leave out. Then when he'll talk good stuff about the guys that you should have drafted, that you planned against, that you can't cover, <laughs> you know. So that's you know that like that GM wise, no, you know. And I and I keep saying, everybody get mad at me. He's the greatest coach with number twelve. Ruck speaks by itself without twelve. I'm sorry. You know, every every good coach got a good plan, a good scheme, but you gotta have the means to do it. If you don't have the man to do it, you're just a coach holding a clipboard. And uh, I hate this with Mac. Uh, I'm not a Mac supporter, you know, but we got him. I think they did him wrong last year. 
and they should give him a chance to make it better this year. I'd be disgruntled too, especially when you're messing with my career just like you did win. You screwed win, you know, and nobody nobody talking about that part. You screwed win. Isaiah win? You talk about? Here, you put him on, <laughs> yes. Yes. You put him on the right side instead of the left side. We both get his money yet. He didn't get his money, and he's still sitting there in free agency because nobody won't touch him with a 10-foot pole. You messed that guy's, you messed that guy's career up. Mm. I'm sorry. You know, they're just poor GMing. And, Evan, what I disagree with you on Uh-oh. is Quentin Johnston. We're going to oh, fight by that until we Oh, he loves Quentin Johnston. Knew that. It, it, Johnston's if, his if kind of receiver. Buffalo, if he go to Buffalo like, like they predicted with Diggs, even though Diggs a little disgruntled, now you got two guys you got to worry about besides Davis. And uh, uh, I, I see what you're saying, uh, uh, Evan. Most catches I see him when he's downfield, hell, he by himself. So he is catching like that. But when he's with somebody, he uses hands. Most because I've been watching him for a minute, you know. And like I said, he got speed. He's better than Harry. Whole lot better than Harry. He's better than so, Harry. You know, I'll give you that. He's a better prospect. Yeah, than way better. And got better prospect speed. And he run any run route. He's just not a go guy. Like everybody thought DK was. Like I told you. DK's running full route three. He did tell and us. And he's the same way. Do you know what you the know? difference between but, Quentin Johnson and DK is? About two-tenths of a second on a 40-yard dash. You know what the difference? <laughs> two-tenths of a second. No, no. The, the biggest difference is that uh, That's a DK lot. had, 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 uh, had a, uh, just like Brady, he got mad because everybody went by him. So he playing with a chip on the show. That's the problem. Eldred is the wide receiver. I was going to say the difference between Eldred and Thank one receiver and another <laughs> is nothing because he loves them all. <laughs> Eldred DK, is the wide receiver whisperer. I, I so DK is a cyborg, right? He ran like at like two twenty five. The guy ran a four three. Okay, uh, Quentin Johnston on a hand time at his pro day just ran a ran a four five two. I'm telling you, the, if you put them next to each other. The the compare the athletic if profiles. You think DK Metcalf is better than <laughs> Keneal Harry? Then you're an idiot. <laughs> then you're an idiot. This is Paul's all time uh, favorite line. <laughs> L from Wisconsin. Uh, if I'm Mac and I play great this year, I tell the team to go pound sand. Yeah. I want to play <laughs> elsewhere. I'm not a Mac guy, but this team is running a clinic on how to ruin a young player. Uh, I I largely uh, agree I with that, and uh, I keep saying these things like uh, you know I always preface that like uh, I've been pretty critical of Mac. I just don't think he's been treated fairly. You know, like you can think that he's not good enough, and, and that's fine. That puts him in the laundry list of guys that weren't quite good enough. But I don't think anybody deserves this. Uh, Zach says uh, he's from Zummer- – uh, Zach is in Zummerville. Right. Zummer- right. Um, Zummerville. Do you think Bill's comments to the media at the owner's meeting reflect his pettiness toward Mac Jones? I wonder if Bill is thinking that because okay. Mac did not show loyalty to the team and went around asking for help – Bill won't show any loyalty to Mac when asked about the QB position. I think that might be. Personally, I, I don't. I think that could be it. Personally, I don't care about the drama, really. I just want a watchable offense. I think that is what it is. I think you hit the nail on the head. Move on. I'm supposed to be loyal to this guy? I mean, was it when the. he showed no loyalty to me? Was it the season ending press conference where he said, Mac can play in this league? Oh, We've yeah. got to do a better job. I mean, that to that me. That was the day after. That to me. I and mean, he kind of doubled down on it last week. Yep. That was last week you were in yep. Arizona, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the contrast to that press conference he had before the training camp last year where it was, you know, doing all the right things, sounding like everything was on track. And Evan's, um, Evan's bill as the offensive coach thing, um, I just wonder if he is still not really caught up to the change of just offense in general, not even, like, schemes. Because, like, Evan, you said you still have a lot of faith in him defensively. 
Yep. I think that largely goes back to his ability to scheme a defense yeah. and try to slow down an offense. I think his sort of uh, prototypical players haven't really changed, and the game has changed dramatically. And I think that's part of the problem. And, and I think, he, you know, Fred, remember like a month ago you had your whole thing with wide receivers, Bill doesn't believe in that, diva kind of yeah. like – I think it's great if you have this philosophy that you've always had and had a lot of success with, obviously, but it, it doesn't mean it's always going to be right and it's always going to stay that no, way. Right. I, I just wonder if, yeah, I, you know, his, his idea of taking, you know, build from the line in, you know, we're going to take guards and franchise them, yeah. and take another one in the first round, and we're going to, you know, not we're not going to necessarily go for Stephon Diggs on the outside or Jamar Chase. Yeah, we're just going to get a bunch of guys that are yeah, like, well, like smaller versions of that volume. We're going to have three, four. We don't we don't believe in a number yeah. one receiver. I just, you know, but I, I, I just I, I wonder if maybe his philosophy has kind of gone. By like the a couple a couple points I, I'd like to touch on is just that you know first of all I just know he goes to so many college pro days and he talks to so many college coaches that I just I don't see how he can't be aware of the direction of of modern NFL offense. Now on the other side of the ball. He seems to fully grasp all these things. Like defensively, he seems maybe not lately, but he seemed to grasp that you need a number one corner, that you need to kind of invest in a guy like Matthew Judon if you don't have one. <laughs> and the way that their defense plays schematically, every team in the league talks about how challenging it is. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, just simply by their scheme, they're able to make things difficult for an offense. See, Why can't the, they do that on the Judon other side? Judon is a great a great example of what I'm talking about. I think Judon is kind of a departure to the way he used to do things. He didn't used to think that, like, well, you need to have that one, like, dominant edge guy. Like, yeah. we're, we're going to scheme up pressure. We're going to get Chandler Jones. Sacks yeah. are overrated. And, and I, I do think that was kind of a, a, a good thing that he is sort of, you know, like Kyle Van Noy, snarky, you know, about, well, mm -hmm. if, if we all got to do that. like, yeah. Well, because Bill never used to do that. I think he did show a little flexibility in letting Judon just sort of go after the passer. And he absolutely did it with Uche down the stretch last year he never was just he, he, he couldn't even get on the field because that's all he can do right and now i think bill is sort of opening his mind a little bit defensively i'd like to see him do more of it i always look at defensively the safeties like bill i personally think that bill invented the money backer the the safety slash linebacker hybrid position when patrick chung came back the second time i i think bill invented a position and he put patrick chung yeah in the box, played him in basically as a strong side linebacker, which nobody searched, was doing and at searched, the time. And mm -hmm. searched for that kind of Adrian a guy. Wilson. Adrian Wilson, Tank Williams. Yep. Um, there was another guy that I can't like remember 08, now. 09, it kind of started. They kept looking for guys like that that were kind of hybrid linebacker safety types and could do a lot of different things. And I, I agree with, with Evan. He's finally, you know, Chung was the guy his second time around. Yeah. He 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 found a role for, and he's done it with Duggar. He's done it with Adrian Phillips to a lesser extent. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I That's just think showing some. Do you think flexibility? Do you think that yeah, Steve Belichick could be a positive influence on Bill. Like maybe he's no. listening to B Steve, and it's. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think that 
defensively, I just have no concerns over them innovating of them staying ahead of the curve and all those types of things because they they they've done it. I, they, I think in the last couple of years, uh, they've been a little bit more into too high. They've been into a little bit more of zone. Uh, just statistically speaking, they play a lot more zone now because they have to than they played three or four years ago. I think they would anyways because that's the game. You know, the, you don't really. You can't sit in man-to-man coverage all day against quarterbacks and receivers like this. You're going to get burned. Right. And but if you can play zone, I mean, if you can play man, you play man. It div- the difference is, is that when you put the chips in the middle, it's third and seven, and you absolutely need to stop. They still would rather play man. They still play man on third down more than they play zone. But first and second down, man, and you get out there and you're facing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and all of these receivers, you know, digs. Like, you can't just play man for four straight quarters anymore. And and it's hard to do that evolved. against the mobile quarterbacks, which there are more and more of now, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. They've uh, evolved. Little, uh, just a little little oh, nugget oh, oh, uh, passed got? along by our own Alex Francisco um, via Oliver Thomas, who's a writer for Pat's Pulpit. Uh, that's right. I snuck that in there. Danny oh, Amendola. Danny Amendola is joining the Raiders coaching staff as a coaching assistant slash returner. Really? That's what that's what we get from your your types. <laughs> your types. Yeah. Oh, that's a little good nugget. nugget. Little nugget. Yeah, sure. Little nugget fresh off his reality show. Uh, Who cares? Whatever that thing was. All right. But Danny Amendola is like a good example <laughs> of where I wanted to go with this on offense. I think some of Bill's old school thinking on offense comes up with receivers where he feels like. Danny Amendola's are a dime a dozen, right? I, I can go and find the slot receiver, Jacoby Myers, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker. Like, I don't need to spend on that. But the guys that I want to spend capital on are these specimens, right? The 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 Keel Harrys, the, even like a guy like Devontae Parker. And I, I'm so surprised that size and speed are things that he seems to gravitate towards. And this is, you know, with Quentin Johnson, it's the same thing where not only has quickness and separation ability succeeded in this offense more than size, but also just looking from translating from the college game to the pro game, separation translates much better than the, than size does, right? You know, in terms of getting open, route running, things like that. Those guys tend to translate a lot easier to the NFL. So I'm just if they go receiver early in this draft and it's Quentin Johnson over Zay Flowers and Addison and JSN, that that's not where the league is going. The league is going towards separation, speed, separation, route running. And these other guys that they've seemed to be interested in the last couple of years uh, are not that. And I, I just that's a part of it that I, I really just don't understand how I, I feel like there's a blinder on to, yeah. to that sort of thing. Well, Evan, along those lines, Adam Schefter is reporting that Zay Flowers will visit the Patriots tomorrow and he will also attend the draft. That's uh, that's just tweeted out by Adam Schefter. So okay. be on the lookout tomorrow. Zay Flowers in the building. Don't get me excited. <laughs> you sitting uh, out there waiting <laughs> in the bushes for him? Zay, remember me? Scott in Virginia writes in, let's just assume the reports about shopping Mac are true. Okay. Is it reasonable to connect the dots of letting Myers and Damian Harris walk to possibly trading Mac? If Bill wants to start fresh or move on to Zappy, moving on from Mac's two biggest supporters seem to make some sense. Keeping them and trading Mac opens up more criticism and tension from inside the locker room. I, I don't know. I mean, I just I, I, I get it a little bit, but I also don't think it's surprising that Damian Harris walked. And I think Jacoby yeah. Myers was kind of a coin flip. It didn't feel was, like they purposely. I, didn't I would want. say like if we had uh, either an email or a caller earlier suggest that w- was Damian Harris a big Mac guy? 
Like, I, know they, I know they had the Alabama thing, but like I don't remember him being outspoken last year. I remember Myers. I remember Bourne. I remember Andrews. Not outspoken. And I remember Henry. No. Uh, Damian Harris and Mac Jones are best friends. Okay. Off the field. Okay. I'm not saying that Damian Harris was vouching for him or anything like yeah, that. No, I'll take your word but, for but it. But off the yeah. field, they're very close. I just didn't remember anything other than um, annoying barking from <laughs> Damian Harris all last year. He would just – He's got yeah. that dog. <laughs> when, when people are trying to talk to – The people in Buffalo players. really liked that. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick, this take <laughs> has nothing to do with whether Mac is a good player or not. It's to do with defending the player because I like everyone else – because like everyone else, I don't know. These guys work their entire teenage life to go to a big-time college. They get a chance to be drafted to the NFL and then get three years to prove they're worth being paid life-changing money. Mack had a decent rookie year. Then in year two, Patricia and Judge both failed head coaches with no offensive experience. That was a major, major blow to his chances of earning that money. So if it was any of us, how would we feel? We'd be frustrated and acting out too. Honestly, I hope they trade the kid and he succeeds somewhere else. It's time to move on from Bill. It's that simple. Thanks for the memories, but I just can't put up with him as below 500 without Tom for the past 30 years. Tom for past 30 years, Coach GM. I don't know what that ending means, but okay. It means Belichick is under 500 yeah. over the past 30 years when he doesn't have well, he doesn't have It's that. not that hard. Yeah. It's not written well. So, yeah. Um, Will and Andover. You have your Jerry Thornton face no, on when, when no, someone no. says that. No, no, no. Will and Andover like says. Like it's not a fact. <laughs> I'm getting frustrated with the more Mac and Belichick news. There's a Nesson report about how Hoyer, like Mac, was against the coaching system last year. We, caught, we, we uh, talked about that. Uh, I like Mac, but I'm tired of this Bill versus quarterback drama. If Bill doesn't want Mac, I'd rather Bill just move on now rather than drag out this petty fight through the offseason. Either to. get Lamar or extend Zappy on a Daniel Jones <laughs> exactly. Extend Zappy? Yeah. Oh, hell no. no. First of all, you're not even allowed to do that. He's only in the year, league one year. Yeah. He can't extend his contract yet. Oh, boy. Uh, let's go back to the phones. AJ's in the Bay Area. Oh, AJ. he was in the Bay Area. Now he's gone. Al Alex is in New Jersey. or No, Jersey City. What's up, Alex? Which is in Jersey. Hey, guys. Uh... <laughs> I think Evan just hit the you know head on the nail right there with wide receivers. Even though I love like the six foot two, two hundred pound type of receivers, I think the NFL is kind of translating more into those field structures, those separators. Um, you know, going back to that playoff game against the Bills, I mean, Josh Allen could throw it deep, but they were killing us with the crossers, and we 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 couldn't really contain it. They're just you know all speed, uh, all separation. Uh, I'm in love with Zay Flowers. I, I watched a couple of games of him when he was in Boston College, but I, I think first round is a bit too rich for me, you know, since he is a little undersized. Uh, maybe if we can get, like, a discount on that, like Josh Downs, uh, Marvin Mims. Uh, I was just wondering what you guys were thinking, especially in the day two, day three type separators. Draft Zay Flowers. Yeah. Period. Thanks, Alex. I love Josh Downs too. So it, I, I just uh, no, don't Evan, understand. In, in like, your mind, Zay Flowers is the best receiver available. I take him at fourteen. If, if I'd you run the card up right now, uh, and that's I mean obviously that's Evan's feel, and and I'm fine with that. But my my thing is, if you think that Zay Flowers is really good, like I love Zay Flowers, why wouldn't you want to take him? Well, why you, like yeah. why is fourteen to like then you don't love him, right? The, right. The size. You don't love him. And, and I'm okay. Listen, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I don't evaluate these guys. Like, I'm not an NFL scout. I can't tell you 
No, 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 no. Not 14. He's more in the 28 range. Like, I don't know. But if, if you it, love a guy. If you think he's going to be a great player for your team, take him at 14. Take him at 14. Yeah. You have a great player on your team right. that you love. Right. Like, why wouldn't you, you know. You did it with Cole Strange. So instead, you're going to say, yeah, and I, look, listen, obviously that's, in, you know, a, <laughs> a big difference. That's a guy that you arguably could have gotten three or four rounds yeah, later yeah, as opposed to ten picks later. We love him. You know, I, you know, let's trade down so we can get Zay Flowers at 20. You've heard that a million times. Right, right. Right? right. Like, Pick up some extra picks. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. I, I, I love the guy. I want him. I want to make sure I get him because I love him. Like, that's what I would want to do if, if Zay Flowers is the guy. And I respect Evan's opinion. He watches this stuff more than I do. So I, I just don't understand why the thought would be, I love that guy, but too rich for my blood. Let's wait till... The cut rate version of Zay Flowers is available at the, the end of round three. Yeah, like I, I don't, this I'm not picking on the call. A lot of people, yeah, say those things. No, so it's like you know, you got to win the contract. Like I get why the team does that. It's in the team's interest. They have a financial stake at this stuff. But like I don't know why any fan would ever say, "I'd like Aaron Rodgers for two years," but but not at fifty nine million. Right. I, that's too that's, rich for my. Book. I don't have that like, kind of money right now. I, I I'll never understand that, and and yeah. I would say I am in a vast minority of fans I, who I, don't you know, care it's, about it's, the value. It's, it's like yeah. you're going out to buy a car, and you know this car is really expensive, but it, you know, maybe I can get you know something similar, but a less price. But that expensive car is going to last you for ten years, or if it's yeah. the one that you, you know? really want. Right now, right. if you can afford it, you get it. If yeah. you can't, you, obviously you don't. Now, <laughs> like there's a million cars I can't afford. Right. Because of you, but I mean that's that, that's <laughs> oh, different. That's shots fired. I totally, I, I totally get your point. I also just think though there is a little bit of of nuance that I would consider. Of you know, do you want Zay Flowers and Matthew Bergeron, or do you want Paris Johnson and Josh Downs? I mean, those are just oh, kind of no, random. You know that, what I mean? So that's, and that's I know fine. it's different from what no, you're saying. No, that's exactly but that's the where same. my head kind of. That's goes. exactly the same. If you think I really love Paris Johnson, like. Okay, it's the same thing. I, I can make an argument. How many times I make the joke, you stack the board vertically and horizontally. <laughs> like, you have to make those decisions yeah. as to is the tackle more important yeah. than the wide receiver? And with so many holes that they have, you know, that's – I mean, that's just I'm, where my I'm totally goes. Fine. I'm I, totally fine with that. That's where the different trade lines down of thought. comes yeah. in for me is that I, I think Zay is probably going to go somewhere in the 20 to 25 range in this draft. And so if I can trade down to 20 – and still get Zay and then add a day two pick so, so that because now you're not getting the premium tackle, right? So you're not getting right. Paris Johnson. So now I have to throw more darts at tackle because I, I need to, you know, and so margin that's, of error and that's a little different too because now you're trading down to still get the same guy that you love. Yeah. And I'm trying to add a pick to get something else that I need, right? Which is like different than saying I'm going to not take that guy at 14. Because I can get a cut rate version of that guy at forty six. Yeah. But, but back, but back to your main point, though, if you think that Zay Flowers is a game changer, don't risk it. Like if you really think it, I don't think they're at the point right now where maybe in the past they could have said, "Let's see, maybe he's not there, but we can afford to take this chance right now." Well, I don't to think me, they can. You, you trade down when there's a group of players you love equally, and you know I'll get at least one of them. You know, but if there's that one it. guy that you really love, you can't afford. To I trade think you down. trade down because you're looking to get more picks. Yeah, that that would be the only reason why I would trade down. Zay's the best playmaker in the draft. 
So like three know, level playmaker. And obviously everybody would sit there and say, well, obviously I would love to have more picks too, but you, the, you have to weigh it. Yeah. Do you want the player that is available yeah. more the than the extra picks? Runner. Yeah. I don't like the idea. And I, I went on that rant a couple of weeks ago. I, players are never the same. I don't like the whole, there's a group of five and I'll be happy with any of them. No. No, one of those guys it's, you like. But, but why, it's, why is that impossible? Because yeah. one of those guys you like more. You stack the yeah. board. So, like one of those guys is better than the other. So Zay Flowers versus Josh Downs is not close to me. It's 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 Zay, and the reason being is that Zay is just so much better after the catch. Than J- they both they both have the vertical route running ability and the separation ability underneath. But one of them is an absolute game breaker with the ball in the hands, and the other one isn't. And that's Zay. Yeah. So that's the difference. But I do, I could be more persuaded into a Zay Flowers versus Jordan Addison debate where if you trade down and you end up with one of those two guys, now maybe we're talking more in the same the same tier uh, of player. Sure, and if you want to say, I'm going to trade down because I want to get the picks, that's more important to me. And I've you know done my research because these guys obviously have an idea how the board's going to unfold. I think there's a better than average chance that I still get the guy I was going to take at 14. Now, what frustrates me is every time they trade down, they always leak it out there that, that that's the guy they wanted. Yeah. They were going to take him at 14 anyway. They said it last year. Yeah. They were going to take Cole Strange at 21. They, you know, like they, they didn't – I shouldn't say they said it. That's not fair. They didn't say it. They had others say it for him. Uh, Brian in the Bay Area, uh, is it possible that Mac, Mac has asked for a trade and that's why he's being shopped? It's possible. Sure. sure. I don't know. That's a stretch. Well, I think that's bigger news. If I was a reporter who wanted to get a scoop, it, uh, like Bill Belichick tried versus Mac Jones wants, I I would think I don't think you would sit on the Mac Jones wants a trade. I, I also think if Mac Jones requested a trade, you'd have heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it would have come from his, his, It would have come from his agent, his guy. Uh, George and Marilyn writes in. Uh, I've always kept in the back of my mind the fall of the Steelers back in the day when the game passed Chuck Nolby. And he still continued to coach. I've always prayed that this wouldn't happen with Coach Belichick, but the backdrop seems eerily familiar. Uh, let me know what you think. I mean, those were some awful Steelers teams. I'm not familiar with the Steelers' history as much. I'm going to look it up. Um, well, well they, they got into like that quarterback thing where it was Mark Malone and yeah. until they got Roethlisberger, you know? Yeah, but in between they went to Super Bowls with Jags, yeah. like Neil O'Donnell. Oh, Neil O'Donnell. Um, Chuck, no. Carrie in England says, I am one of the Mac super fans you speak of. Get Bill out. It's time for him to go and Mr. Kraft to step in and do the right thing. Enough is enough. I'm fuming. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mac, on behalf of Patriots Nation. The treatment is disgusting. Yes, uh, Chuck Noll. Absolutely, um, would be a comp. It's so I want to say in '84 they went to the playoffs, um, but it's nine and seven, seven and nine, six and ten, eight and seven, five and eleven, nine and seven, nine and seven, seven and nine. Like that's what they're. It's about half the time is that, but that's what you're in the middle of right now. Just. Sort of a road, I wonder a road what, to mediocrity. I wonder what the f- the finger pointing was there. I mean, was it oh he didn't have Bradshaw or he didn't have the the the, the steel curtain defense? But anymore? obviously like, they didn't like, replace all that like because they had how many of those? Um, Is that later? It's later. 90s, 90s. Yeah. What free agency? Well, no, all this the, was not free agency. Uh, but this is my my contention. Uh, 
you'll probably we could probably get in a good fight about this because <laughs> I stand alone on an island. I think it was much harder to build a team then than it is now. Oh boy! Like, all you have you to do, do stand on an island. All you, have, now. <laughs> all you have to do is go out and sign whatever you want. Um, they only had one way really to get a player back then, and that was to draft. And now, to the Steelers' credit, they had arguably the greatest single draft in NFL history in I think '74 when they drafted like five Hall of Famers. Yeah, eh, five but Steelers Hall of Famers. Anybody, <laughs> anybody that needed something and you were really good but you needed like that one piece you couldn't get it anywhere but the draft now you just sign it that that's fair but, but you, you could, could also keep guys right that, that's that's you, the thing you, you're allowed to keep guys now too it's easier to keep guys there, there was no competition to keep them back then right i mean there's no free agency so you couldn't you couldn't lose it's anybody like, you stay with us or you want to stop playing football right, right. <laughs> yeah i think it's i think there's but, but you have the choice to keep the guy all you have to do is pay him yeah now the players had a lot less mobility back then. Yes or no? There was a lot less mobility. Yes. Yeah, players. So if you didn't have anything, you couldn't get it. No, but players have options now. They didn't back then. You know, you were yes. You, you were more under the control of the team back. Correct. Then. That's why it's easier to build a team now. There's mobility. You're making. You're making my point. But it's. But also, like, it's hard. It's hard to ret- harder to retain guys too. So. I think there's a give and take there. I think you could make the case on both sides. If you're a, if you're a, you know, if you're a have team, then yeah. you're probably right, Paul. But if you're, you know, one of the small market teams back then, you were you were in a bind. And it's got to be a, as a free agent. I mean, even if you love where you're at, I'd like to go on the open market and see what I'm worth. See what somebody th- wants to pay me. Why not? You know, find out. Yeah. Maybe somebody surprises you, but. Uh, I, real quick, I was kind of thinking when you were talking, what do you think it's like in the like Patriots, NFL, like draft rooms? Because it's funny like going through this experience with you now and you get like very extreme on people suddenly. Like, do you think they do too? Because I do too. Like you get attached to guys oh, and you're yeah. kind of like, you're like, God, I, I love so. this guy. Like, I love. And I always tell people like, don't get attached to draft picks because they could just as easily end up on the Jets or the Dolphins, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I wonder what it's like when you're actually really doing it and your opinion so. counts for a do. lot, and I have to like pound from the table. Stories that I'm not you know? saying that the stories are necessarily here, but from stories that I have heard, there are legitimate fights yeah, where people need to be almost broken up. And I'm not talking about on draft night. I'm talking about before then, because when they're stacking when the they're board. Stacking the board. Yeah, I'm willing yeah. to fight for my guy. Yeah, I, I agree and with that. Literally, I will fight. The, you. There, there's an area scout that's only works in the Northeast, so he's watched every single game Zay Flowers has ever played. And the guy that covers, you know, the 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 Pac-12 out west is telling him that, that Jordan is... Addison's the guy, and he's saying that it's Zay. Fla- oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I, those then... those meetings go all night, you know, back and forth. It's interesting. Just like me and Barth's text messages <laughs> about these things. <laughs> Uh, Franklin in Baltimore writes it. I'm kind of shocked that others seem to be shocked about there being friction between Bill and Mac. If oh, there's shocked. one thing that Who's has proven shocked? consistent of Bill's time, time and again, is that he doesn't have the patience for people who buck the program or system in any fashion, dating all the way back to Lawyer Malloy. The moment there were reports during last year's training camp of um, Mac having trouble buying in, the writing was on the wall for this to happen. This is also part of the reason I'm warming up to potentially moving on from Bill, not because of the Mac situation specifically, because I feel like he'll run into these problems much more frequently now than he did with the past, given the difference in attitudes of young players coming into the league. They're not going to stand to accept any type of coaching when they're getting professional-level development in college. Hmm. Wow. It has really nothing to do with the 
the gist of the story other than I would say I don't think anybody is surprised to be reading about friction between guys who have kind of been openly bickering with one another for the better part of two years, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. I'm just surprised it's still going. The second going. thing is, what, did, what exactly did Lloyd Malloy do that that showed disloyalty? You wanted more money. Didn't no, he didn't. Pay, didn't take a pay cut? Yes, that was what he did. Oh. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Yeah, that was more, I think his agent kind of sealed that one. No, yeah. he wanted. they wanted to give him a pay cut. He said no. Yeah. It happens all the time. Danny Amendola, they wanted to give a pay cut. He kept taking it, and he stayed. Yeah, like, but, it's up to you. It's up to the player. Right, but some, some guys... He didn't do anything wrong. But some guys, they ask to take a pay cut. They say no, and... They, they go say, and make more money somewhere else, or, like Lawyer Malloy did. Or they say okay, and they move on to the next player to try to get him the pay cut, and they don't necessarily get rid of him. Not all the time. They don't always get rid of the guy that says no to taking a pay cut. But what did he do wrong, is my point. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but you said the agent gave him bad advice. You were like, we're all over the map with that. Well, they, I remember it too much I suddenly it became like you don't have to cut the guy. I remember like, at the time. I remember at the time the agent wouldn't even talk. Like it was about really, a pay cut. They were trying to get him to take a pay cut for months. I, I don't know the details. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're hearing one side of the story. <laughs> Can I say something about the draft before we, we hey, wrap up yeah. here? Uh, yeah. uh, so, I think that we're in we're in smokescreen season, right? Yeah. We're in lion season oh, right yeah. now. But the one thing that I always look at with, with the Patriots in the lead up to the draft that, that I think is compelling right now is they might not tell you, they certainly won't tell you who they're drafting, but their visits and who where they go and who they're talking to usually gravitates towards the position groups that they're really focused on doing their homework on. And Receive. they have met with every single wide receiver at the top of the draft multiple times at this point uh, flowers now coming in for a visit after being at the shrine bowl johnston at the tcu pro day jsn at ohio state in the combine uh, jordan addison's coming in tomorrow for his top 30 visit so they are receivers on the board like they are talking to every single receiver in this draft they've talked to a bunch of the corners and the tackle prospects as well you know cody mox coming in uh, Manuel forbes is reportedly coming in for a visit so i think we're all on the same page even even them well, about what they need i mean right to your point evan maybe they're going to bring jordan addison and zay flowers in tomorrow at the same i mean i don't know the exact same time but i mean it seems like they're both going to kind of be here comparable players same kind of pick area and I mean, again, the TCU thing, that stood out to me. Both those yeah. guys standing right there with him, eyes glare, talking to him. What he said to you at the combine, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, 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 think, I think there's something there for sure in terms of the receivers. Uh, this gives me 2019 vibes all over yeah. again. Who would be the guy? Who would be your, uh, him? Johnston. Who's- yeah, Johnston would be my, my Nikhil <laughs> Harry of this draft. Um, Evan? Zay, like Zay is obviously I agree with you. Zay is obviously Debo Samuel in this in this conversation. Um yeah. and, and I'll 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 say Jordan Addison is Do you guys I, I know, do and Barth ever text like I love Zay Flowers more? No, I love Zay Flowers more. Does it get I to definitely that level? like Zay Flowers more than Barth does. That that's that's definitely my my draft crush. Uh, Barth is Dewan Jones from Ohio State, the tackle. Yeah, yeah he's likes that, big guys. Imagine loves that guy. You imagine falling in love with a tackle. <laughs> Loves him. 
hand placement and what was it? Hand placement oh, and six foot that, eight. Did you see that kick? That that kick slide? Did you see that? <laughs> hey, did you see that kick post? <laughs> did you actually see your Paris son is Johnson an offensive at the pro day ball. though? <laughs> Paris Johnson's kick slides at his pro day were absurd. I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> see, you don't get that because my my dorky son who's an offensive lineman. <laughs> Like when he first started doing it in the house, he would do that to me all the time. Yeah. He would walk up and put his hands on my chest <laughs> yeah. and do the kick slide, yeah. kick slide. And I would oh, just yeah. knock him down. Call, give him the rip and the spin move, yeah. right? I'm a rip. Uh, ben in Brooklyn says, I think all the criticism of Bill the GM are valid, but I have to defend him as a coach. Take a look at the charges. Herbert, Bosa, Eckler, James, and Allen are all better than our guys, yet the team chronically underachieves. Could say the same about they Dallas. They had that for a year. Like, are you high? All right, let him finish. Fully understood that many of the moves haven't worked out, but Bill has earned more currency even as a GM, in my view. Let's see what happens with the draft. Remaining free agency. If they have another bad season, then maybe it's time. Okay. I mean, if they I go mean, Somebody back. has to so, defend so one, Bill. Yeah. So one season. Somebody has to defend Bill. Yeah, I know. There's no defenders of Bill out there. Yeah. I tell you, you must have searched far and wide for that. On this show, it seems God. that way. <laughs> Lately. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Chargers. The Chargers. Like, he did like the cat-cow thing on the sideline. That, they, that just that bugged they, me. They draft a quarterback, and three years later, they're in the playoffs. Like, man, um, underachievers. Cody yeah. writes in. I just think everyone Cody. needs to take a breath. Remember, when Julius Peppers was a done deal, let's not believe every single oh, thing we read. Uh, Julius Pepper, Peppers. God. Poopers. We had a guy on our show. Vic Carucci thought he was going to get signed by the Patriots, and that made it a done deal? <laughs> Other people did, too. Other people God did, too. God almighty. I mean, it's not like Vic Carucci like, isn't plugged in. This is like revisionist history. Yes, it is, actually. Uh, now I also covers feel, the bills. Now I also feel that I need to hold Eldred's feet to the fire a little. Yes, DK uh. Metcalf was a good player. Pat yourself on the back. Please keep in mind, Eldred also pounded the table for players like Stephon Hill, Terrence Williams, <laughs> Cordaro Patterson. I love Big E and the passion he brings, but let's not act like he's flawless. Terrence Williams uh. was a good player. Okay, and, and Cordero. You Patterson. mentioned Cordero Patterson to yeah. me about Quentin Johnston. Yeah. He's not even as fast as Cordell <laughs> Patterson. But I, I think that that's yeah. not a bad comparison in terms of playing style. I think those two guys have some overlap. But Cordell Patterson, like, you could say, okay, maybe he's not, like, the elite wide receiver that some people thought he was going to be. Certainly not with, with Eldridge. He's a but good football player. For a long time. Yeah, he's a good football like, player. If that was a miss for me in the draft, if I'm Eldridge, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, now some uh, draft style over-unders. Ready? Okay. Times we hear Rich Eisen say, and there it is, 31.5. First round only? No. Oh, been over. Uh, Times Patriots double up on a position, one and a hay. Oh, 11 picks. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over. Over, yeah. I'm going to say under. I agree with Paul. You're going to get two defensive backs, two offensive linemen, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Wide receivers drafted, a hay. Over. Over. Uh, tackles drafted. We'll Evan? lose Evan. We'll lose Evan we'll forever. Lose Evan. Tackles drafted. One and a hay. <laughs> it's jumped off the bridge. Tackles, tackles drafted. One and, one and a hay. I'll take oh, the over. Over too. Yeah. Defensive players drafted. Four and a hay. Mm. Under. Yeah. I, two or three. What is it? Defensive, Defensive players, players drafted. Four and a hay. And what, uh, and a hay. It's over. Eleven picks. If it's over, that I'm gonna. I'm also leaving. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. That's a good. That's a good over under. He set there. Dude, good job. The good draft job. show is shaking. Uh, trades, picks, Evan's suicide watch. Trades <laughs> after last year. 
Like I'm not I'm not like these guys. I think the defense needs a lot of help, but I, I think it's less help than like six and five. Like yeah. I think there's more offense. Give me a good corner help. and a yep. rotational yeah. end. Yep. Thank you. Uh, trades, picks or players, three and a hay. Over. Oh. Over. Trades? Trades. Oh, under. Under. Ah. Three and a hay? Over. Yeah. Under. Over. Uh, and finally, draft picks the fans love. A hay. Under. Oh, way <laughs> over. The fans love? Yeah. Way over. Uh. They'll be like nine out of 11. Whoa. <laughs> so, they banged I, it out, man. I a like, plus draft. I liked uh, it, 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 It's unbelievable. Like the, straw, the straw men. <laughs> yeah. I like two yeah. picks I'm not saying that there aren't. I'm, I'm like, the straw man. How many times at like, our draft the head party coach, do we have ho- people just shaking their head? Like, <laughs> the head coach doing? claims that the Devin McCourty draft was panned by everybody until I looked up all the grades. <laughs> But again, you're talking media. Oh, that cracks me up. Belichick throwing he a little fans. stuff. The fans all love it, oh. except for the first round pick. There's, there's, they, that could be split. The I first round, the pick, first round pick it, last year was unanimously yeah. negative. What? Correct. Huh? That's why I said the first round yeah. pick sometimes can be can be panned. Oh, Garrett Wilson running away from that would be nice to have a guy like that, that on our team. Mm, who was that? Garrett Wilson. Yeah, but who was he running away from? Jalen Mills. It's just a cl- quick clip. Hmm. All right. What's that like? <laughs> Running away? <laughs> All right. That's it for this show. You got All right. Else? Yeah, you got I gotta, else I, we got we we things to do. Uh, but it was a good show. A lot of lively talk. Hey, thanks to I Mike think, Florio. I think it's really intriguing. Yeah. Just to put – like, I have no idea if there's any validity to it, but it's uh, – listen, it's, it's not every day that the head coach may be interested in – Trading the starting quarterback. I'm just. I'm I find for, it annoying. <laughs> I'm waiting for an actual off-season show where there there isn't any actual Patriots football stuff to talk about because every time there's it seems like there's something. Don't stop. Yeah, so we can talk about movies and stuff like that, right? Then All right, then we'll really lose Evan. We will see you on Thursday at noon. Draft. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.